Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. LASIK, Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. in charge here what the rules are episode 148 148 yes yes we both did our job I today did, i did my job you had a little piece of paper today i actually had to write it down, wrote down 148 yeah, just in case on my notes i wrote it down i would yeah. say get a tattoo of the next episode number uh, but then yeah after one week it'll, it'll be, done. be done and i wouldn't tell you to do that so <laughs> but all right it's fine how are you jamie Hello, how are you? Good. Well, you know what? You are Jamie from Light FM. I am. In New York. Yes. City. Yes. And I'm David Brody from <laughs> the Morning Show. Give you a little reverse order from what we normally say. We are three episodes into Fear the Walking Dead, season five. All the reviews said, well, the first two episodes are slow. And then three and four start to pick up speed. Right. So based on that review, thoughts on episode three. I liked it, and I'm glad we got that little surprise uh, a little bit earlier than I thought we would. So, I, yeah, we we talked about the... Okay, we could say because yeah. people... I hope you already watched the episode. Yeah. Uh, Dwight is on the show now. Yeah. And I thought he was... The scene they kept showing in the trailer... Uh, me Where too. Morgan said, Dwight? Morgan? Morgan? That would be it. I thought that'd be like the end of the sh- the episode. Right. And I'm like, oh, come on. Don't be don't pull a but dick But there move. was a lot of him, which was really great. Yeah. But that scene wasn't the end. No, it wasn't. It was more to the show oh, than that. Oh, yes, there was. I have to send uh, whatever I, whatever the opposite of a shout-out is. I guess a slam. <laughs> uh, Jan- a clap Okay, back. so at Janovic. <laughs> I can't bash Janovic because, first of all, Janovic sent this pizza at the Brooklyn Boys. He has not sent this Walkers and Talkers pizza yet. That's hey, fine. Hey, Janovic. Well, he would probably send us, like, flesh. I don't know, because it's <laughs> podcast. Uh, but he's, uh, he's a loyal listener to both of my podcasts. 
and uh, he uh, he tweeted this at me. Um, well, at both of us yesterday. I'm very interested to hear David Brody and Jamie's review of episode three of Fear the Walking Dead. Interesting crossover. I was not expecting it. So I tweeted him and I said, what do you mean you weren't expecting it? We've mentioned it like seven times on this podcast that it, you, you listen to. Yeah. And so he's like, I, I hadn't listened to the podcast yet before I watched the episode. You have to. Well, In I mean, order. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to, but you should listen to the review of the previous episode. Yeah. And then we we talk about things that are going to happen on the next episode. Yeah. If you listen out of order from the TV show and the podcast... You lose some things in translation. Now, if you enjoyed being surprised that Dwight was on the show, okay. But then you also didn't see the next on from last week when they were like, next week in the, in the scenes. It's been on the trailer. They've been teasing the hell out of it. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm glad you were surprised, Janvik. Not a, not, a, not a bad word to say about yeah. you. Uh, but I just was a little surprised. I was giving him grief there. Um, okay, so uh, we have a lot of tweets, people who liked the episode. Uh, Marcus Cheney, of course, liked it. Um, Eva Greenling, Green Thang 3, calls John Dory the King Ezekiel of Fear the Walking Ooh. Dead. I think it was an interesting thought. Um, I won't explain what this is until we review the episode. Well, you know what? Let's talk. I'm going to hold off on that. A lot of people had comments on the San Antonio split. Um, Carolina M., Said, I love John a bit much, a bit more each episode. John and June are so damn cute, but they need to stop kissing in the open. Yeah, I'm fine <laughs> with that. Just stop it. Yeah, calm down. Um, uh, Eva, oh, Eva Greenling says, oh, she's okay. I don't want to give that away. We're not up to that point yet. It was a little uh, spoilery. Uh, Marcus Cheney is is has a very strong opinion on the uh, San Antonio split. We'll get to that in a minute. When it first happened, I wasn't sure what I had seen. Me, that's me talking. Oh, okay. Uh, Tracy Loretto says if it wasn't for John's patience, Dwight would be dead. That's correct. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, and then, yeah, so let's, we'll get to the, the people with the, uh, the split conversation. You coming in and joining us? It's fine. You just whispering. You doing? Look of headphones or a stool. There's a chair there. Okay. That voice on the <laughs> side that you're not really hearing is intern John from the Kane show in Washington, DC and markets around the country. Uh, John has been on this podcast a few times, uh, but he's uh, sitting off to the side because he's not. Well, you're interrupting clearly. Sorry, I, I, I tried speaking and my no, you can sit and oh, if you want. Um, John is not caught up with fear. Oh, okay. and he's also a few episodes behind on The Walking Dead. He uh, he stopped watching The Walking Dead when Rick left, not at a protest, <laughs> just at a lack of time. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna. I think turn your mic on. Tap that mic. Oh yeah, tap I that. Hear it. There we go. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> And so he's not caught up on The Walking Dead, and he stopped watching Fear on the boat in episode two. Oh, they were on the boat. Oh, so you're he was very on the behind boat. Fear. Yeah, this didn't catch me like right away. Right. So I said, I get that. Just jump to season four, because that's when the reboot happened. That's the yeah. crossover. And yeah, yeah. Season three was fine. It was good. Yeah. But you could live without it. Okay. If you, if you didn't have the time, and you're like, oh, I don't have time. Four or five. You, but you were, you were giving me like the Spark Notes version. Like, it was like, oh, like that's all stuff I want to know. Okay, what so happened. I would watch you know I mean? season three. Right. Season three takes place on a doomsday prepper survivalist yeah. ranch. Sure. With some people that are. Like Herschel's mm, Farm, unlimited shotgun uh, shots. Yeah, not. <laughs> uh, Herschel's Farm, but in a survivalist, lot of racism going on kind of way. Ah, got it. 
Right? There's so that. Yeah, it was a good season. Right. Two was all right. Okay. The problem with two, we talked about this. If you guys listen to order, you know. Uh, anybody that was badass, they killed right away. Like, oh, a badass guy. Oh, bye. Not anymore. And so they kept the, the wimpy family. Okay. And the it was right. There was they were they, they were <laughs> incapable of anything. The only good thing about season two is that Jesse McCartney was on it. Really? And you'd never know it was him because they had him all bloated up and makeup and and prosthetic yeah. fat and everything. Oh, may I saw that on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then we interviewed him. We did. And we had him here only because really because he was on Fear for the one episode. Oh Not wow. Not that we don't love Jesse McCartney. Yeah. I mean, I. He's the only Fear cast member that has agreed to talk to us. Really? Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Well, so like Coleman Domingo, I got his publicist. I got his publicist information. I reached out and like, yeah, Coleman's not available. Victor Strand is not around to right. talk to you. Stuff guys. like that. So and no one else on the show has been available, and, and they haven't been showing up to Walker conventions. Yeah. And so the cast of the The Walking Dead all the time. Oh yeah, we we, we talked to them a lot. With everybody, with the whole cast. It's really weird that they would be like, but yeah. The only person from Fear. Now the more people like, it's okay, Austin Emilio. We had an opportunity to talk to Austin Emilio at uh, Chiller Theater. Chiller. Uh, yeah. Chiller. Chiller convention. Yeah. And so it was, uh, I'm just going to use the character names. Jesus, Enid, yep. um, Gregory, yep. and Austin. Yeah. Right? Dwight. But Dwight, yeah, thank you, yeah. Dwight. Yeah. <laughs> and so we spoke to three of them, got IDs from them, did a little interview, took pictures. Yeah. And, and, and uh, Dwight was walking around kind of like sulking and quiet and like not like welcoming, like, come meet sure. me, pay for a picture. Jesus was giving out hugs. Jesus was giving out hugs, as yeah. as, as, Jesus as Jesus would do. Of course, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He forgave me yeah. for my sins. Yeah. And uh, by the way, little man. Really? Well, I, let me let me say that let me rephrase that. He was a, a shorter man than I am. Okay. Like He's five just eight. Tiny. Five He's nine. Thin and short. Yeah. Remember yeah. those pictures I showed you of Taylor Swift and yeah. I have her crouched down yeah, next yeah. to me. Uh, I, that's the way he was, shorter than me. Not a bad thing. Just a good-looking man. His stature on the man. show, he looks taller. Yeah, I was yeah. they must intentionally shoot then make him seem like he's a... Yeah. Well, he's he's that, the long bigger. trench coat made him yeah. look yeah, longer. Absolutely. Yeah, Nothing worse than Kylo Ren, though. Gregory Kylo is Ren. very tall. Disney Kylo Ren. Yeah. Gregory's tall. Oh, very Xander tall. Berkeley? Yeah. You know what? I, oh, I feel no, here like, we go. I feel like we haven't done Xander justice in a while. <laughs> uh, you don't have headphones on. Hold on. I have in my pocket. Hold on. Yeah. Coming. He was way taller than I thought in person. Now that's the interview. The, oh, that's the interview. So we need the uh, the short clip. So let's let's play the, the Gregory ID because he's dead. Hey, it's Xander Berkeley, Gregory from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to David Brody and Jamie on the Walkers and Talkers podcast. Okay, so that's the good, uh, that's dope. That's the good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me see. If I, I want to find the uh, the bad one. Hold on a second. The gingham. Yeah, no, 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 the bad one. He did. Oh, he, okay. he messed up. Oh, Hold yeah. On. Hey, Xander Berkeley, Gregory from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to David Broden and Jamie on the Walkers and Talkers podcast. David, David Broden. 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 Now, my favorite, if I find the right clip, uh, Jamie. We so we had met Xander Berkeley at Chillard, also somewhere, right? And so we met him again. Yeah. For In second LA. time. Yeah. And so. He he took a liking to the gingham dress that she was wearing. He took okay. a liking to my cleavage. Is what he was, it was sort of like staring down her shirt. We made a whole yeah. bit out of it. It was yeah. Good. Lady. Yeah. Oh, hey. he's mighty, like I like your gingham. It was a mighty <laughs> mighty fine. Mr. Broden, your co-host, <laughs> right, right. is lovely. So the, this is the thing. Which clip is this? Hold on. You had a gingham dress on that you were a fan of. <laughs> oh, you so, did. Yeah. I did. That's a totally different look. This is a different look tonight. Oh, thank you. 
<laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, that was you did. You gotta dress it now, aren't you, you little minx? <laughs> is that how he is, or is, is he was he uh, sauce? No, no, he, no, no. He, no the two times we, oh, the two okay. times, you know what? Where's the other clip? This sounds like it's the wrap-up party, and like yeah. he's not really too sure what's going on, but he no, thinks this he's This is like fresh on the red carpet. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Like, oh, wow. That's amazing. the night hadn't really yeah. started yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. wow. Okay. So in the long interview, he's like, I'd like your gingham dress, young lady. <laughs> we make him sound like Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I say that, boy. Your, your breasts are looking mighty fine. Mm, scrumptious. Yeah. And so we interviewed him on the phone, too, and he's like, oh, I remember. Oh, Jamie, the I gingham. do. I remember the girl in the gingham dress. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's awesome. A, I, I start wearing dresses more often, I guess. Yeah, I stand out. Gingham dresses. Shut off the cleave. Abs- you know what I mean? abs- absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, Xander Berkeley. Yeah. So, we didn't talk to Austin Emilio, okay. but we talked to the other three. So, yeah. now we feel like, oh, now that Austin has crossed over to fear, yeah. we probably missed an opportunity. Well, like, we, we, we probably should have talked to him. Yeah. Should have busted in there and like broken through the, the wall of uh, Hell yeah. don't come near me that he had don't around him. Hey, listen, you're going to talk to us. Plus, to be honest else. with you, he was Dwight. He was evil on the show. Right. And so we felt like he sort of like had that look to him like he was evil. He like looked he, like a savior. He looked like a savior. He was carving little things Plus, in we the weren't sure how long he'd be around. We're like, yeah. Ah, yeah, in case. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk to Jesus because he'll be around much longer. Yeah. They won't get him. But we'll talk to Enid. She'll be around much longer. And we'll talk to Gregory. He'll be around yeah. much longer. Yeah. No spoilers, anybody. But out of the four of them, Austin Emilio, Dwight is it's, the last uh-huh. one standing. Uh-huh. Everyone else is dead. As it turns out. <laughs> so we do have, let's see, who do we have from that from that particular day? Oh, we have, we have, oh, well, let's play this one while, we, while we're here. Hey, it's Caitlin Akon, Enid from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to David Brody and Jamie on Walkers and Talkers. Yeah, that's she cool. left out the word podcast, but that's she was well. so sweet. And then, of course, our favorite British show. Uh, oh, yes. Hey, it's Tom Payne, also known as Jesus from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to David Brody and Jamie on the Walkers and Talkers podcast. We're just showing off for John. I want to play the... Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. are showing off. You're yeah, flexing right they're now. They're cool, though. That I'm sounds flexing. Dope. No, no. I want to play the Ross Marquand. So, <laughs> yeah, so here's the uh, the first one he did for us. Where is it? Didn't it uh, here we go. Nope. Here it is. Hey, this is Ross Marquand. I play Aaron on The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Walkers and Talkers with David Brody and Jamie. Okay, That's so cool. then this is the second one. Uh, is this when he did it? It says if you saying don't oh, get no, mad. Oh, no, I have to. I said don't get mad. Yeah, let me get that one. <laughs> I wanted him to do something because on the show, Chris Hardwick always Frenches up his name. Okay. He's French. So. Yeah. Now, could you do one where uh, don't get mad, where you say this is Ross Marquand? Because that's the way they say it on <laughs> Talking Dead. Hello, this is Ross Marquand. And we play Aaron on The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Walkers and Talkers with David, Brody, and Jamie. Okay, so. He did more like Ross Marquand. Yeah. But yeah. I wanted Marquand. <laughs> Put the stank on it. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Right, I wanted, yeah, this, I wanted yeah. more. But I, you can't like tell the guy, can I get a little more French out of you? Listen, as an acting coach, you need to put more in there. What are you I, doing? Look, I acted it out for him. I <laughs> yeah. said, can I get like a Ross Marquand? <laughs> What's my line? Like, the, line? like Maurice Chevalier. Yeah. yeah. But stuff. he did it more like, I always say like the like the uh, the women on The Price is Right. Yeah. yeah. Ross Marquand. The good stuff. Like he's entering, he's like, like, please welcome the to the room. Yeah. Ross Marquand. It sounds like more legit that way. You have to have, turn your hand over, like, oh. Cutlets was not picking up what you were putting down. No, though. should we play him the Cutlets yeah. one? Yeah. Oh, Cutlets didn't get it. No, we, we he tried hard. Uh, for those him. of you who listen every week, I apologize. You're like, I've heard all of these, but it's okay. You guys love them. I loved them in Mighty Ducks. It's my first time in a film, Mighty Ducks 3. No big deal. All right, so you remember Cutlets when. when yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, he's in Mighty Ducks. What? Okay, I need to go back. Yeah. Southland, movies. by the way, great show. He's on Southland. He's in Band Brothers, too. Oh, hey, nice. Yeah. So uh, we're checking the IMDb page, see what he did. <laughs> so Michael Cutlets did a funny one. He had libbed it for us. But I wanted him to do, you remember when he first got into uh, Alexandria 
And he said, who's Deanna? Yeah. yeah. So I wanted him to do that for us. Yeah. So I said to, who's Brody? Who's Jamie? Just like that. Yeah, absolutely. He had no recollection of that line. Like, literally not at all. <laughs> so here's... Hey, guys. You're listening to Michael Kudlitz play Abraham Ford, or I did play Abraham Ford in The Walking Dead until I got my brain smashed in. You're listening to Walkers and Talkers with... Uh... All right. Who's Brody? Who's Jamie? <laughs> and that was after like a full five minutes yeah, of coaching. Like, lost this way. This and he's, lost like, he's like, who's Jamie? <laughs> so genteel. Now, this one you might remember... Because he said this line when he was talking about the woman, when he stole all the supplies from Hilltop, mm-hmm. Stephen Ogg's character, yeah. uh, Simon. So we had him do this one. Hey, this is Stephen Ogg, Simon from The Walking Dead. And you're listening to the Walkers and Talkers podcast with David Brody and Jamie. They make excellent gelato. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, so we, he was in here with us actually, and that oh, was cool. super fun. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Right, let's yeah. do one. He spent let's a lot do of time more. with us. We'll do one more. And I promise we'll get to the episode. Here we go. Hey, this is Cooper Andrews, Jerry from The Walking Dead, and you are listening to Walkers and Talkers with David Brody and Jamie. <laughs> he got it. Yeah, he gets it. He got yeah. it. We gave him the lines, and we he's, love like, yeah. he's like, "I got it. I got it. I got hold, this. hold I my axe. I'm a thespian. <laughs> he? Are you? No, I'm. He is probably is. I'm not a thespian. Okay. I heard stories. Well, Can we just play Herschel in college. one time? All right. Oh, man. R.I.P. Pour Herschel. out, man. All right, hold on. Hold the only on, man's on. ever smiled by getting decapitated. Oh, you know? that's not right. But also, he's like, he's, he got a little smile. Like, this is going to work out really well oh. for me. And then it, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I got to get this drop for Jamie. All right. Now, you got, she gets very emotional when I play this one. He's so cute. Yeah. Hi, this is Scott Wilson, Herschel from The Walking Dead. And you're listening to the Walkers and Talkers podcast with David Brody and Jamie. Have fun. He talks like Herschel. Yeah, he does. He's like, it's well, amazing. Like, he actually talks like Herschel. It's amazing. And he told us when he hugged us. He, he, oh, wow, that's at awesome. At the end of the interview, he knew he was, he was seeing us the next day. He goes, when I see you guys, he goes, I need my hugs. Oh, wow. He and goes, I've had so much fun. I would hug you guys. I said, well, we're going to be at the convention tomorrow. We'll see you. Oh, you have to come up and talk to me and we'll get, give you your hugs. Oh, and that's we really did, cool. and we got hugs. Yeah. That's really he's cool. He's the sweetest and now, man. Now he's he was dead. the sweetest man. Oh, now well. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Churchill's dead. Damn. Sorry. In oh, life. I'm sorry. Okay. Anymore, I have to pay Van Halen for that. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about what's going on with Fear the Walking Dead. They released a second trailer uh, as of the time we're recording this. Uh, in the trailer, they're still trying to steal Daniel's plane. Charlie is is helping to sneak in, that little uh, weasel. Yep, she is a weasel. She hides in the back of Daniel's truck under a blanket. The old, no one will see the giant lump on my back seat routine. <laughs> That's basically the trailer. Um, we found out sort of how much time has passed since the end of The Walking Dead and Morgan and Dwight crossed over. Yes. Now, we'll, we'll get to that. in the, Well, in the show, Dwight says how long it's been. They yeah. asked him how long he's been looking for Sherry. But in an interview... He, uh, the interviewer said um, from insider.com, do you know how much time has passed for Dwight since we've last seen him on The Walking Dead? Uh, he tells John and June in the show, uh, which we saw, but he tells the interviewer about six months. Oh. She says, oh, I thought it was a little longer because you told John and June. Almost a year. Almost a year. So he says, uh, maybe it is a year. It could be a year. 
Is that what I said in the episode? All right, it's a year. What is he, cutlets? He doesn't remember his lines? He doesn't remember the lines. So, um, I, I like, I know, like, John, will you do a show with yes. Kane's show? Yes. Um, do you, do friends of yours ask you about, like, that show that, like, that morning, they'll see you at night and they'll go, oh, you, what did you, what did you think about, blah, blah, blah? And you're like, do you remember what you talked about? No, we, even like, you'll now compare notes to listening to each other's podcasts and be like, I don't remember any, I'll listen to old stuff and be like, I have no idea what John in the past said. Right. Hopefully it's funny. People, people say, "Well, how was your show today? What did you talk about?" I'm like, "Um, I don't remember at all." No, it just I, is. I, I just, yeah, I forget. It's I couldn't a, tell you. No, it's it's it's, it's hard for. It's like, what did you do at work today? Give me a play by play. Well, um, played music. I right. So now I get it. I get it. But like we talk about random stuff. Yeah. I feel like if you memorize a script, and it was it's only within, be in your se- head more. it's a plot point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, is that what I said? I don't know. Like, yeah, I'd it was like, like to, off the cuff, like ad lib. I really want to believe they're they're living the character, and like they know that, like, oh yeah, and they're invested, right? Yeah, like I know Dwight's been out there for a year. Yeah, he absolutely. doesn't know that. Well, you get like, okay, so Coleman Domingo, who plays Strand on the show, he directed this week's episode. Yeah, it's the only episode he directed. So the interviewer, again, I think it was on the Insider or uh, ComicBook.com, one of the websites interviewed him and said, "Did you do a lot of research on the Dwight character?" So you could uh, direct him and, and and know what kind of emotion to get out of him. Sure. He said, no, haven't seen an episode of The Walking Dead. Don't know a thing about him. What? Really? Oh, come on. I don't know how you can do that. Yeah. He's like, oh, I didn't need to know. Dwight's background and He's Sherry need to and know. their little symbols and messages and all that. Yeah. What? I bet you that's common. I do always feel like people like, I did a lot of research and read all the books, read all the comics. But I'm like, you probably just read the Wikipedia page. Probably. Right. Yeah, I just uh, tweet uh, all that stuff and then read the script and then I'm like, I think you probably just yeah, unless you're a, a huge fan. Uh, yeah, I just feel I don't know. I guess he's right. He doesn't need to know that, you know, Dwight locked Daryl in a room and played Easy Street. But oh my god, Easy Street. Like there's some redemption. I guess maybe somebody told him like yeah. you know Dwight tries to redeem himself at the end and he turns on and he was like nah, I need to know. He, he carves he, things. It's fine. I like when the actors are like, oh, I watched The Walking Dead for every every episode. I can't believe oh, I'm yeah, on the show. Yeah. I yeah, love absolutely. that. And then they're like, nah, never watched it. Nah. <laughs> it's a job. Like, I, I feel yeah. like you're on field. I feel, I want to believe that the people on CSI Miami <laughs> were aware of CSI. I would hope so. I could tell you what time it airs and what station. Right. Or watched yeah. enough episodes yeah. to get some plot points. Yeah. I'd like to believe that that happened. That like Star Wars actors go back and watch the Star Wars movies. Yeah. yeah. Like, because you see them sometimes, they go, Yeah, I never watched a movie. Harrison should... Ford never watched the movies, allegedly. Before he got in it. Yeah. Well, there weren't any. No, no, he said even he never watched the original right. ones. Yeah. Harrison Ford, one of my favorite all time actors. Absolutely. Between the Indiana Jones films and and if you've ever seen it, it's a classic. Crystal Skull. That was a cl- Crystal like, Skull. Oh, that was. Not... And now they want to do another one. Don't do another one. No. Uh, he was in a movie called American Graffiti, which was his first big oh, film. Oh, I love yeah. that movie. Which a great movie. George yeah. Lucas directed it. Yeah. It's all 50s. Ron yeah. Howard's in it. Yeah. Ron Howard's yeah. in it as a young kid. Great movie. He yeah. plays a badass drag racer, like the coolest guy yeah, in yeah. town. Yeah. John John Hilner, I think, or something like uh, Milner, Hilner, something like that. Hiller, John Hiller. Yeah. Don't tweet me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I, everything Harrison Ford's done, pretty much I've loved. Sure. But everything you read about it, he's a gruff, grumpy bastard. Yeah, absolutely. He Even when like he was it. young, he was like, he didn't want to... I loved him in Force Awakens. Yeah. Like, chills when he's like, Chewie, we're home. Yeah, yeah. Right? I don't want to hear he didn't want to do that. I don't no. want to hear, like, well, they paid him enough, so he did it. I don't really care. I don't want to talk about Han Solo. Listen, man, you did some good work. Absolutely. But you got Raiders 
because of the Star Wars films. It's like iconic roles. Right. You're you. He is one of the largest grossing box office actors because of the movies he did in the sure. history of film. Yeah. Now the Marvel guys probably have surpassed it because yeah. different. You know, different I, I would entirely. imagine like Robert Downey Jr. probably yeah. has surpassed it because he's yeah. been in ten of them or mm-hmm. whatever it's been. But at one point, Harrison Ford was in. Like seven of the biggest films of all, seven Easily. of the biggest ten. Yeah, he may have been in Titanic in the background. I don't he, know. He probably was. He was Did you see per- his movie iceberg. with Michelle Pfeiffer? What lies beneath? No. 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 You should watch it. It's good. Does he have a whip or a or a gun? No. Or a Millennium or Falcon? But it's good. It's there's a plot twist. Where he's Han Solo? <laughs> no. <laughs> the whole time. No. no. Just watch it. It's a good. It's a scary Han movie. Solo. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's a scary movie. All right. Look, I, just because he's one of my favorite actors doesn't mean I've seen all of his work. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's a, it's a good. It's not movie. like a rock band, like your favorite band. You listen to all the music, even the bad ones. Yeah, even bad the, songs. The but EPs. Michelle Pfeiffer's a great actress. No, she is. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I just, you know, Harrison Ford is great, but I love him in the movies. That, yeah. I just everybody that says you don't want to meet him, and I do want to meet him. But I, I feel like that's like one of those roles. Like if you meet like a pro wrestler, like the people are so invested, like it must be annoying. So maybe he says he doesn't see it, so you can't, like you know, going in like I'm not gonna ask him right. about this because he, yeah. but he actually knows. I probably say it too though. Because with Star Wars, the fandom, and same with Walking Dead, if you, you can watch the shows or you can read all the other stuff, and right. ask, what do you think about this? What, maybe he doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, you know I, mean? so I don't know. I'll just say that I don't know what I'm talking about. All right, since, again, people tune into this podcast for the banter, the, the, the snappy, snappy banter, banter. Snappy banter that we do. So <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story. I don't know if I've told it on this podcast. I may have told it on one of the other podcasts I do. Um, Neil Sean, who is the guitar player from the band Journey. Yeah. If you don't know Journey, you know Don't Stop Believing. I, I've heard that. Okay. In the late 80s, I want to say 88, 89. So I'm going to tell you that I'm, I'm old enough to know 88, 1988, 89. I was born. Kill yourself. I hate you. <laughs> That's the year you were born? 89. Okay. Not making light of people killing themselves. No. I'm just Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. You got to be careful. I don't want to offend being David Brody. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Journey, I don't know if they were separated. doesn't matter. But he had a side project called uh, uh, Bad English. Okay. And they had a uh, John Waite was a pop singer in the 80s. It was like a super group. Yeah. And so they put people together from a bunch of big bands and they formed... Bad English. Sure. And they did like power ballads, so like soft rock songs. Sure. They had a song called When I See You Smile. And it was about when you, when you see this person you love smile, he's like, I can face the world. When I see you, like I can, I can do anything yeah. when I see you smile. And so it was around the time I started dating my now wife. And so that song was like one of our songs. Sure. It's in our wedding video, right? Okay. Yeah. So uh, at the classic rock station next door here, Q1043, um, Def Leppard and Journey, two of my favorite bands, mm-hmm. were performing together uh, locally. And so Joe Elliott, the lead singer from Def Leppard, yep. and uh, Neil Sean from Journey were there to promote the double concert. Cool. Okay? So I go up. I get to meet them. I'm taking pictures with them. It's awesome. So I'm in between two legends of music. Sure. I, I could name a hundred songs by either band that right. I, you know, Def Leppard is a hundred songs. Journey, there's like eight songs that are just all-time classic. Absolutely. So rather than bore him... With another journey reference, like, oh, I love Don't Stop Believing. South Detroit, right? Right. I say to him, hey, man, I just want to let you know, uh, when I see you smile, was it was a big influence on my relationship, and it's in my wedding video. I love that song. And he looks to me, looks at me with the disdain of Harrison Ford and oh. says, huh, I fucking hate that song. Cool. Oh, All right, well, no. means a lot to us, so. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what he said to you. Yeah, so I said, why? Well, he goes, that oh. period of my life, that band, all that music, we just did it to be, because I just, I don't even want to talk about it. 
Oh. And, and not like joking, not like, huh, yeah, we cashed some paychecks. Yeah. It was like, um, I would rather cut off my face than have to hear that after song. After you said how much it meant to you. Yeah. 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 So Change our lives. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's song, me. That song is what's kept me alive all yes. these years. In our relationship. And he's like, he looked at me, not that even smiling. That song's fucking worst. Yeah. Like went, I fucking hate that song. <laughs> People like you ruin my life. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's like, it was the oh, second worst thing no. I'd ever done with a celebrity. What was the first? Well, okay. Again, I, think I know the first one. I think. Okay, again, I want to say, I'm, again, I'm a little older than you guys, yeah. so I'm going to tell you the story anyway. So uh, it was uh, it was a long time ago. It was it was before the song I just told you about. Okay, okay. And I wasn't as celebrity savvy as I am now. Where sure. we, we get to meet everybody. Yeah, right. right. So you get comfortable. They get to meet us. Right. They get to yeah. yeah. Okay. Big deal for Big them deal. too. Big deal. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. The radio guy. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh yeah, podcast. Yeah. yeah. So I had. I was waiting outside Rockefeller Center in Manhattan yep. to meet David Letterman, okay. who you guys should know who David Letterman is at least. A legend. He had he used to do late night with David Letterman. So he was on at twelve thirty. Right. It was before he moved to CBS. So it's a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. I, I used to watch him every night religiously. I arranged my college schedule back in the day to go in late so I could step and watch David Letterman. Sure. Loved him. That's commitment. So Absolutely. I waited in the lobby to meet the Letterman people as they came off the elevator. There was an elevator where the People at, worked at NBC, the celebrities, it was like their elevator. Okay. So I found out about it, and yep. I was like, I'll wait there with my mom. It was yep. with my mom. That's how young like I was. Like our freight elevator here. I was probably, I want to say, yeah. I want to say I was like 17 years old. Okay. Aww. So I was young and goofy and, you know, I was cool, but I was young and goofy. Yeah. Right? So I meet uh, Paul Schaefer from the band, a guitar player. Yeah. I meet some people from SNL at oh, that wow. back in the day. So I'm like, oh, this is really great. Letterman hadn't come down yet. But he, they say he comes down last, so sure. I'm, I'm all excited. And and people are walking by from SNL. Now, you know me. I'm a comic. Yeah. I love comedy. Watch SNL, even you know back in the day. And a guy comes walking by. Now, I know who it is. He's a member of the SNL cast. But you know how you, you, your first instinct is always to go, oh, no, 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 don't say that. It's the other guy. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So John Belushi, an all-time legend. Absolutely. Legend of yes. comedy. Uh, died prematurely of a drug overdose. Yes. Kids don't do drugs; they're bad. No, and don't vape drugs because it's a gateway to more drugs. Absolutely, it's public service announcement yes. from David Brody. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. And so John Belushi, a comic legend, had died. I want to say 1980, right? Started SNL yeah. in '75. Huge career, Animal House, Blues Brothers, huge, yeah. and he dies of a drug overdose. Well, his brother, Jim Belushi, yep. Jim John, one syllable, J letters, oh, yep. who looks similar. Not exactly, but close. Like you can tell they're related, yeah. Jim starts walking in the door towards the elevator. So I see him, and I want to say, hey, Jim. Right. But the way my mind is working so fast, I think I fucked up. So I go, that's not Jim. So I switch it. Even though I knew it was Jim Belushi, I brain farted. And I said, hey, John, can I get your autograph? Oh, Oh, no. And I, 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 he looked at me and this said, "I hate that fucking song." No, oh. he looked at me. <laughs> he, he looked at me and he said, as he kept walking, because I, you know, a hundred thousand people have done this before. And he said, "Now I have just called him his dead brother's name. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. He's trying to build his own career right. at SNL and yep. not be compared to his brother." By the way, don't go on SNL if you don't want to be compared to your brother. who's right. a legend on SNL. I'm yes. just saying. Right. Yes. You know, go go on the other shows at the time. Yeah, and or wait some years. Yeah, right, I mean. right. But it was like yeah. four years later. Yeah. So he looks at me with that look of, I hate that fucking song. Absolutely. And he says, I'm not John. 
and keeps walking. Oh, jeez. And oh, so my. here we are. Oh, this is awkward. Many lifetimes later. Yeah. And I just, I don't, if I met him, I feel like, hmm, do I apologize or he's never going to remember, don't ever bring it up. Like, do I say, no, look, I was a kid. don't bring it up. It's a great icebreaker. Hey, remember like, that time I called you a dead brother? I called you dead, and, he, and it, then he got mad at me again for bringing up his brother. And then you yelled at me and walked walk. And then there was the time, uh, have I told the Mark Hamill story on this podcast? You have, but he, I think he needs to hear it. Okay, Real I have quick. to apologize now. Let, I'll really tell you what. Digress. I'll tell you what. I will tell the Mark Hamill story right after this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. You don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. L-A-S-I-K-LASIK.com Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K-LASIK.com Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay. Sorry. We're back. Okay. So, Mark Hamill, if you've heard, if you've heard this before, it was from Star know, Trek, right? Star, you dumbass. <laughs> I know. So, so it's with I, me. I, I, have, yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, I, have, I have interacted with Mark Hamill on Twitter yeah. a number of times sure. where I've tweeted to him. He's liked my tweets. He yeah. writes, writes back or he likes my tweets. And I DM'd him this story. Never heard back from him. Okay. I'm around. <laughs> I, I happen to be the exact same age I was um, when I told you the, Jim, the John yeah, Jim yeah, Belushi yeah. story. 17. Right around that time. Yeah. So I want to say... The Star Wars original three movies were still fresh in the mind of the world. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So it was slightly after Jedi came out. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. Mark Hamill's a big comic book collector. Yep. Big comic book collector. And my friend Steven, who I grew up with, ended up being a really big comic book collector. Steven knew everything about comics, where to get the good ones, where to get deals. He knew everything. Yeah. Mark Hamill at the time just wanted to buy, he had a lot of money. 
wanted to buy comics, but he needed someone to like help him in the industry. Sure. He, fe- he somehow became friends with my friend Steven. They're still friends to this day. They're business partners. They buy like Superman 1 together. Oh, like, wow. Like kind of, wow. Yeah. wow. Right. They're big deal yeah. right, collectors. Wow. So we're going to see Jay Leno, of all people, at Carnegie Hall. Sure. Hopefully you guys remember who Jay Leno is. Yes. And uh, he says to me, I was going with a friend, and he was bringing a friend. He says, listen, I just want to let you know, I'm going to Carnegie Hall. We're going to meet there. We're meeting in the lobby. I'm bringing my friend Mark. Oh, yeah, great. Okay. Yeah. Mark Hamill. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? what? I'm sorry, what? No, I'm my like- My friend Mark. I'm a teenager- yeah. And Star Wars is ah. still new. Like, Absolutely. It's, okay. Oh, huh? What? Yeah. He said, listen, Mark is a cool guy, laid back guy, but he's going to be hanging out normal, right? Just don't make a big deal about him. Yeah. Don't Star Wars him. Just don't be cool. Don't fuck this up. Yeah. Just be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's a good guy, loves comics. Just be chill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So I go, my, I bring in my friend Scott and I tell Scott, listen. Scott famous or regular Scott? No, regular Scott. No, no, not, 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 not Scott. Just Scott. Yeah. And I, from high school. I said, Scott, listen, we're going to go meet my friend, um, Mark Hamill. Just play cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. No problem. So we go to the lobby. We meet in the lobby, and there's Steven and Mark Hamill. And Mark Hamill has a, like a knit cap on. Looks like a dock worker. He's wearing sure. a pea coat. Yeah. And, a, and he, you wouldn't recognize He's him. Inspicuous. He's got a beard. Yeah. Like he didn't shave. Oh, and it yeah. looks like you go. It, Blending in. If, yeah. If, okay. It looked like. I don't want to say. Okay. It looked like. Homeless Mark Hamill. Sure. Aww. Now, I'm only saying that as a joke. Hipster Mark Hamill Hipster now, Hipster Mark Hamill. Yes, there right. we go. American Outfitter Mark Hamill. Right. But again, I wasn't judging him. Yeah. I just saw, okay. So, uh, we're chatting for a couple of minutes, whatever, yeah. and I see my friends getting like the sweats. Like, I see he's getting yeah. all. So, I lean over to him no. quietly and I said, chill out. Chill and be chill. Be cool. Don't, don't. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, we go back to talking and it's t- the lights blink and it's time to go to our seats. Sure. They had seats in one section. We had seats in another section, different levels. I don't remember. We're not yeah. sitting with them. So, like, oh, we'll meet afterwards. There's an after party. We'll go to the after party at the Carnegie Deli, which is one block away and a very famous New York deli. Sure. All the celebs go there. Right, right. It was the best place yeah. at the time. Great. Yeah. Oh, after party. That's, oh, I'm not famous. This is awesome. Yeah, sure. So, we see the show. It's great. After the show, we're like, all right, everybody, oh, it's great. Would you like the show? Great. Everybody's cool. Everybody's cool. So, we go, uh, we walk around the corner of the Carnegie Deli, and Mark says, hold on, let me just. Tell the guy at the door that we're here. Yeah. Because it's an after party for Jay Leno. There's probably a guest list. Let me check it out. Sure. Mark Hamill goes to the door, comes back, and he goes, uh, so, uh, yeah, this isn't the right place. Apparently, it's at the uh, Carnegie Restaurant, not the Carnegie Deli, and uh, that's a few blocks from here. Uh, but uh, you know what? It's getting late, guys. It was great meeting you. Uh, you know, and Steven, Steven's like, yeah, hey, listen, I'll catch you in school, whatever. We'll see you whenever. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. Yeah. So I'm like, well, that's weird. There, to my knowledge at that time in my life, don't tweet me, there was no Carnegie restaurant. Sure. There was like, he. It, so it seemed to me like he didn't get in and didn't want to say he wasn't oh, on yeah, the list. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So the next day, I'm like, Steven, that was really cool. He's like, yeah, I'm mad. Why? You offended Mark Hamill. What do you mean I offended Mark Hamill? You made comments to your friend about how he looked and you put him down and he was very uncomfortable. He got very upset. What are you talking about? I didn't say anything about what? his appearance. And say anything. I, I said one thing to my friend Scott. I was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Well, he thinks you were talking about him and judging him. Oh, I'm like, no. dude, he's Mark Hamill. I wasn't judging I him. Mean... Like, oh, because, oh, I feel left that apart. <laughs> yeah. When we first got there, yeah, yeah. Stephen introduces him to me and says, this is my friend David. Okay. So he goes, oh, uh, David, they call you anything else or just David? Now, I don't know what he wanted me to say, like, uh, uh, land runner. Like, yeah. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah. I don't like, like, you know, like. David. Yeah. Like, uh. 
David Solo. I didn't yeah, like yeah. Han Brody. I didn't know what he like. What, a Jedi. Like, because I said, "Oh, nice to meet you, Mark." And he asked me like if they call me anything else. So I was like, "Did he want me to ask him like, like where they call Skywalker?" You? Yeah, like I don't. Like I didn't know if he wanted me to, so I didn't bring it up. Yeah. So it turns out he was offended that I didn't fawn over him, Ooh. and he thinks I was like wasn't impressed by him or something. Meanwhile, I was shaking. Right. Like I was, your friend told you to chill your you're shit. You're trying to play so it cool. Like, oh, I told him to chill. My, I told yeah, him to chill. Yeah. So you didn't. Fall. Right. Right. He so Stephen yeah. said to me, he "Goes play it cool." Yeah. yeah. And you so, did. So to this day, well, I don't think he cares about me anymore. But at that night, either he was on the guest list and didn't want us to go, or maybe they doubled back and went in. Sure. Or he didn't want me to know, or he thinks like I was like judging him for not getting yeah. into the after. Whatever the case. Yeah. I pissed off Mark Hamill. Good job. He just read your mind. He did a little he did, mind like, trick. I was like, this uh, isn't the after party you're looking <laughs> no, for. Absolutely. <laughs> right? And yeah. so I didn't do anything, legitimately didn't do anything to him. Oh. But he, according to my friend, he's like, he's pissed, never wants to see you again. I'm like, what do you, we can't hang out? No. He looks grumpy, though. Yeah. A little bit. Well, but now he's like really political and really active on social media. Sure. And he tweets people back. And I've had conversations with him like oh, here and there, a little back, little back and forth. But I DM'd him once. I'm like, hey, Mark, we met and blah, blah. And I didn't say anything about you. I swear to God. And I, yeah. Because I was like, I'm friends of Steven's. Like, I, he's still friends with the guy. Like, yeah. I was like, it's a legit story. We went to see Jay Leno and you were mad. And I think he was like, you motherfucker. I'm sorry. <laughs> block. I, 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 I didn't block me, but I feel like he remembered or he doesn't remember. But either yeah. way, I feel like I wanted to make amends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and let him know, like, hey man, I'm still not as famous as you, but I'm on a level where like I can I can I'm verified on Twitter. Yeah. You know I'm like True. a crazy person. Not yeah. that you're crazy if you're not verified. I'm not saying that. But just, yeah, well, you're not, yeah, you're there are f- crazy people verified. In a field. I can name a couple right now, but I don't want to piss people <laughs> off. So yeah, so that's my celebrity pissing that's people off. That's pretty awesome story. though. That's a pretty good one. And like also a random, like, that's a big one too. Yeah, Mark Hamill. Mean? Yeah. Like Mark Hamill, Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi. Yeah. Who was the third one I said? Pissed off? Uh, the guy from uh, uh, Journey. Yeah, yeah, Neil oh, Sean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hate that fucking song. Yeah, thanks, that, man. That's what? the most tragic one to me. Like, that's I could have, I could, I was so oh, excited that he man. would go like real fan. Like, I thought he would like yeah. deep dive, real fan. Isn't like just no, don't stop believing. Like a little sure. journey. I love that one song I heard. Yeah, right. I'm glad you enjoyed. You would that. think a different project they'd like to hear about. Like, I could have said Wheel in the Sky. You know, I could have been like, you know. Yeah. I could have done Faithfully. Could have done the, the classics. But you went, you went deep. But I went. I was like, dude, your other band that you're not known for. Right. And he was, because, you know, he cashed checks. Oh, absolutely. He, cashed, he co-wrote the song. Yes. I fucking hate that song. You probably paid the royalties to have in your wedding video. <laughs> uh, yeah. I have yes. a picture with Nershon somewhere. I met him with uh, Carlos Santana, I think, they're up here. Yeah, don't mention any work they did together. I, he might I didn't like say it. anything. Will you imagine, like, let's say an artist comes up. Yeah. And Bruno Mars, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Bruno, you know, Uptown Funk's great, but I really like track 11. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I don't give a shit about that the song. The record label made me put oh. that song. I hate yeah. that song. Wait, go idiot. You should know that. Yeah. Okay. What kind yeah. of fan of you? Screw me. I guess I'll just go play in traffic. All right. Yeah. My bad, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Because you so, when you meet oh. a celebrity that you really like, mm-hmm. you, you don't want to blow it. No. No. Right? Yeah, would be cool. Like, you're interested, but not too interested. Like, my wife doesn't want to meet celebrities. Yeah. Like, there's a list of people I know she loves. She's like, I don't want to meet them because they, they won't live up to the expectation. Sure. She met one celebrity. One celebrity. Elvis. No. Well, he's a celebrity. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but he's yeah. family yeah, to um, she met, uh, I'll say it, Boomer Siason. Oh, really? Boomer Siason used to be the quarterback of the Jets. Right. And he is uh, he CBS Sports, sports right, yeah. does football, does a morning show in New York. Oh, okay. And uh, and he parks in the same garage as I do. I see him all the time. I played oh. celebrity softball with him. Yeah. And uh, I like the guy. Yeah. Although I played celebrity softball with him on a, on a Sunday in, yeah. in Brooklyn. He played first base, I played second. 
So the whole game, we communicated through the ball. That's cool. Whole game, right? Yeah, yeah. We talked strategy, the whole game. Sure. Two days later on Tuesday, I said, hey, man, uh, nice to see you again. Haven't seen you since uh, the softball game. Oh, yeah, what a great night. It was an afternoon game. <laughs> I was like, you know, yeah. He goes, what was that? Like, oh, how many months ago was that? I was like, no, two, two days, days ago. Yeah. What? I look, he's busy. I'm not. Doing yeah. drugs? But anyway, so when I first started Z100, he was coming up with some promotion for Outback. He had done some like Outback yeah. high school football game thing. Yeah. So he came up. So my wife had a Boomer Esiason jersey with like number seven pins all over it. Yeah. Like hardcore fan. We had season tickets to the sure. Jets. And so I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm working at Z100, the New York station here. You want to come up and meet him? He's yeah. going to be in the morning. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'd love to. Yeah. So the Jets had changed their uniforms, right? At some point, sure. they changed their jerseys. Yeah. But my wife had the Boomer Esiason jersey from before they changed the jersey. Sure. Because she bought it. She liked it. Kept it. Kept yeah. it. Yeah. Not As everybody you... has the money to go buy another official. It was the official yeah. jersey. Yeah. Sewn on numbers. Oh, yeah. Real the OG deal. Not, yeah. not, not the iron on crap. No, like, no. like when you buy a like, jersey. You buy yeah. a jersey and the letters are all one color. Yeah. No, real lettering. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like what you bought me. Yeah, the good stuff. John bought me a Mets jersey. Like real deal with the sewn on Very numbers, nice. my name on it and everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. I've seen you in yeah. there. Yeah. Well, yeah. The blue one. Yeah. I worked to work one day. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I did. Love that jersey. Yeah, man. I got you. I did like five minutes of work and he got me that same Anyway, I did voiceover. It was great. Anyway, long story. Yeah. So uh, she comes up and she's got the jersey and she's in the little kitchen area. Yeah. And she has it laid out on the desk for him and a Sharpie to sign on the seven. And so he comes in the kitchen and and uh, I introduce myself to him as the producer and I said, we're going to be with you in a few minutes. And I, thanks for coming up this morning. And they sent food. And I said, uh, listen, um, my wife and I are big Jet fans. Sure. We have season tickets. And um, would you be able to sign her jersey? All boomer size and pins and everything. Fair, and fair question, yeah. So he says, uh, yeah, sure. He, so he looks at her and he says, not joking. Oh, no. You're a big fan? Uh-huh. You couldn't buy the new jersey. Oh, come on. Bruh. Uh, now, if, now, if he had, uh. now, if he had followed up with... I'm just yeah yeah yeah. I'm just kidding. It's it classic. But he like, was serious. She was like, I oh, I, oh. I just, and he signed it, right? I guess I'll but sign it. But now he's ruined celebrities for her. He's ruined celebrities for her, <sighs> and she won't wear the jersey. What a doucher. Right. Like that's just it's so. And he was like, oh, you're a big fan. Like you don't have the new version of the jersey. Ew. How out of really, touch are you, so dude? Right. Well, yeah. And so uh, no, look, again, I've again, I've had a good relationship with him on this baseball field. Apparently, he does a lot of charity yeah. work. I'm not saying the guy's a bad guy. I'm just saying at that moment, yeah, maybe the joke didn't come off right, right, or a bad day, or and whatever. so so that yeah. John Belushi, Jim Belushi yeah. experience for her oh. ruined sure. it. Yeah, that, ruined that'd be, it, that'd be, man. <laughs> I'm out, Jerry. <laughs> so she's out. Be, that's that's a tough one too. Oh. Right to your face, like oh. Okay. And I've had opportunity for her to meet like her top five, like yeah. people in her top five. Oh. She's like, nope. I'm like, I could maybe get you to meet Billy Joel. I don't care. You worship him. Nope. I don't care. I want to meet him because he'll always be awesome. Right. If she meets him, it can only get. You can't go. It can't get no. that much they better. They say, don't meet your hero. Don't meet your hero. I've met a lot of them. Thankfully, almost all of them have been fantastic. And the guy, yeah. guy from Journey. The guy from No, he was that. nice except for that. I was yeah. like, oh, you couldn't have except just, for you know the wedding what? song. Suck it up and just go, huh? Like I look, I'm not on his level, but I've written a lot of parodies. Sure. If you if you go, hey, I love that parody you did, blah blah. blah 
I'm going to go, hey, that's really nice that I created something and you liked it. Sure. Even if it's not my favorite. Yeah. Even if, like, it's a long time ago. Yeah, glad you enjoyed it. If you come in and go, hey, that parody you wrote in 1999 about Britney Spears, Make My Boobies One More Size, which was an internet hit at the time. It sounds like a huge hit. Yeah. That everybody credited to Weird Al on Napster. Pissed me off. (laughs) That sucks. I'm like, Weird Al doesn't have a female voice. I had a female voice (laughs) singing it. Bastards. Anyway. (laughs) If you were like, hey, man, the the last thing you did that was funny was 1999, I'd be hurt. But right. if you just said, I happen to like that also. Yeah. But like, oh, that's great that you remember. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad but you like, enjoyed it. I fucking it. hate that parody. Yeah, I got paid for it. You Fuck imagine it. like you meet someone at an event, at a concert, or yeah. like a uh, a Kane show event, and you're yeah. like, hey, man, that prank phone call you did like five years ago, where you called, and you don't even remember it. No. You don't remember, right? Okay. Where you called the guy about the milk. Yeah. I loved it. Like awesome, like thank you. Yeah, thank you. You pretend you remember it and you say thank you. Well, you know, it doesn't matter if you remember it or not. You just know that they remember it. It's important to them. It stands out in their life, yeah. and they go, "Hey, man, that was great." I remember your "My Cat Is Going." Yeah, well, everybody—that's the most famous prank phone call we've done on this show in 20 years. I did it in the summer of '99. Yeah, that, but it's I was still crying, laughing. I still I, remember. It. I walked out of the studio after getting off the phone with the woman, and I said to Skiri, also on the Elvis Duran Morning Show, because he was going to edit it. Yeah, he goes, "How did it go?" I said, I will never do a better prank phone call than that. Never. <laughs> Hang it up. Never. Was that what year it was, 1999? Yeah, I remember hearing it, was, it. It was the third one I had done for the show. Amazing. Yeah. We didn't do prank phone calls until I started doing them. Yeah. So I did a couple that were, were pretty good. And I, but the, the hope was I would get like 10, 12 and get a bunch on the air. Sure. And then people would send suggestions yeah, in. So I had gotten this suggestion, call this woman, and uh, which I did. And she was, a, she didn't even, she didn't curse. She was just, she said shit once. She was triggered though. But she kept saying the same <laughs> catchphrase over and yeah. over again. My cat is going. My cat is going. Because I, I called her and I fuck with her travel plans. Sure. Yeah. And it was, I but could barely so keep a straight face. <laughs> she was great. And I met her at a Met game. She came over to say hi to me. Did She's you like, really? That's really cool. She, like a five, five, five foot nothing. Maybe. Course. maybe yeah, like yeah. four, eight. And, and I'm like, all that yelling came out of this little woman. <laughs> But I walked out of the studio and I said, "That's great." How did it go? I said, and I recorded on a little dat tape. Old oh school, hell yeah, yeah! And I said, "I will never do a better prank phone call than that," because you can get people to scream at you and curse sure, at sure. you and be angry, and that's great. And I've had some that where I, tears roll down my face yeah. as I'm doing it. Yeah, absolutely, because it's so funny. <laughs> but this one, it was it wasn't that she got that she cursed or she was going to kill me. It was. Uh, I'll play a few later. Yeah, um, it's epic. It's the way the woman reacted and. Oh, no, I, I said ridiculous shit to her. Yeah. And she, the way she stammered, it was just so classic. Yeah. I just knew I'll never get that. No one's ever going to come up <laughs> with that. Say it twice. Again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I think last time I checked, this was a Walking Dead podcast. So um, I think so. Let's talk about Fear the Walking yeah. Dead. Yeah. How you doing on time, John? I'm good. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. You got a comedy show tonight that you're going to. I do. And then uh, I can do our other friend, uh, Charlemagne's podcast, too. Oh, Charlemagne the God from yeah. Breakfast Club. Yeah. Uh, you have like an hour? Uh, uh, 10 minutes. Oh, you better hurry. Okay. Yeah. Well, but listen, I know you got to leave. Uh, you're doing a stand up tour right now for yes. charity. Why don't, you, why don't you plug it? Yeah, for the Fisher House Foundation. So if you don't know Fisher oh, House. Oh, slow the hell down. Fisher, sorry, <laughs> Fisher House, they're an, an amazing group. So, long story short, I had a friend who was from Virginia. Was stationed in San Antonio in the Army, diagnosed with cancer. And Fisher House, what they do is provide housing and airfare for military's family so they can be with their loved ones. They flew her family out from Virginia, put her up in a hotel so she didn't have to worry about bills. So I started the tour three years ago. We've raised $23,000. We're going to be – there's tickets left for Tampa, Louisville, 
and then DC intern John Comedy.com. But we raised twenty three thousand dollars, which is dope. That's so, amazing. Yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, thank That's you. It's awesome. a lot of fun. They're an amazing group. Yeah, actually, too, if you have um airline miles you don't use, you can donate your airline miles to the Fisher House too, and they use that to help fly families out. So. And we did some work with Fisher House yeah, just last yeah. month. You open a new one in New York. Uh, also, if you check out Intern John Radio on Instagram, yes, you will do. see videos. Yes. Of yes. John talking to his dog Chewie, which yes. is a Star Wars reference. <laughs> yes. And I am the voice of Chewie in which all the promos. Because Chewie's a Chihuahua, so yeah. I was like, who better for I a voice than okay. David Brody? John said, I need I need someone to sound like an asshole. And it's it's beautiful because he bosses me around and it's like some little dog in yeah. Brody's voice being like, Aren't you pick me up? So he what says, I'm gonna send you a script. Here's what that. I need you to do. Yeah, yeah. I need you to be an asshole who treats me like crap. Yeah. I'm like, that's what I do all yeah, the time anyway. Absolutely. And Seamless. you're gonna and that's really Seamless. I, okay, great. And then he buys me a Mets jersey. Yeah. Which was like, oh, that's thank you. So like, nice. hey, you you talked about me like I'm an asshole and treated yeah. me like shit in your normal voice. Uh, Nailed it. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was it was amazing. God bless America. Yeah, oh yeah, it was, it's it's hilarious. <laughs> all right. So you're gonna be on Charlemagne the God's podcast. What's his podcast called? Uh, the Brilliant Idiots. Okay, the brilliant yes. idiots. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. And you have at least one podcast. Yes. Why don't you promote that Called as well? The the Thought Shower, uh, which is also you can just search Thought Shower on all your podcast listening platforms. Yep. Uh, with my co-host Sauce, we do that every uh, every Tuesday, Thursday. Now that's not sauce like tomato sauce. That's no, it's sauce, sauce like S O S. S O S. That's really her last name. Yeah. Wow. So. She's you know. she's a lot of fun. She is. She's really good. Yeah. People always ask me, do you listen to this podcast or that podcast? Did you catch this podcast? They always recommend podcasts to me because yeah. I do so many podcasts. Absolutely. And I don't have time to listen to the, this is great murder podcast. This yeah, is yeah. great. You know, I go, nah. I do listen to the Thought Shower. Thank you, man. Appreciate uh, partially that. Partially because you're on there, but partially because Sauce is a trip. She is hilarious. Uh, I, I, when I say she's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, I mean that in a good way. Yeah. Like she's, <laughs> like she has eight degrees like, and she just, like she wanted to be in weather. When she was growing up, and do sign radio be a good way of getting weather, and right. and that's just like okay, do what you want. And she's four foot eleven, but she packs yeah. a punch. Spunky. Oh, absolutely. Spunky. Yeah. She, she's she's dope. So after you listen to the Brooklyn Boys podcast, yes. the fifteen minute morning show, yes, Walkers and Talkers, yes. and any other podcast you like, then find time for the right thought there. shower. <laughs> that's the one you want to listen to. Great bathroom material. All right, so we got you for five more minutes. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about <laughs> talk about episode uh, three, Humbug's Gulch. Uh, the gang, the Scooby Gang, uh, they're going to every roadblock of walkers tied with intestines together mm-hmm. to kill all the walkers. And Luciana's mapping them out, and they're noticing a pattern that all of the roadblocks are in a circle. Yeah, perimeter. So they figure whatever's going on is in the center of that yeah. circle. Uh, for some reason, again, another stupid move. John and, and June drive out of range of the walkie-talkies. Uh, of course they do. They, this way, they eliminate the possibility of calling for help. Sure. That's always a plot. Like, uh, hello? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought they were oh, going to do it at the dude ranch. Doing it at the dude ranch. I thought they were, but they didn't. Doing it horsey style. I thought they yeah. were going to. You know what? Those two really need... We need a sex scene. We haven't had a good sex scene since... Abraham and, uh, and Rosita with Eugene watching. Yeah, in the back. And they were naked and he was watching like a perv. Yeah, I'm sure there were other ones, but that's the one I think is a good one. Yeah, he was creeping. Like Rick and Michonne definitely had some sex, but it was not, it was like implied. He didn't see anything. Right. We saw Abraham's butt, didn't we? We did. I don't need to see that again. <laughs> you don't see that again. So they end up in an old Western town. John sees a sign. It reminds him that that's uh, a fake Western town, like where he used to do trick shooting. Yep. And, uh, he realizes I would probably get some guns there in the western town. Although I would have thought they would be like fake guns. That's what exactly what I thought. I thought, why are they breaking into this cabinet for fake guns? They but were freaking real. Right, but he did real shooting. Yeah, but. But I still would have thought they were like dumb bullets. Caps or something. Something that would like, you know. But anyway, so the credits roll. Very short pre-scene. Previous week was like 17 minutes. Yes. Right? So this was a short pre credit scene. 
Uh, so they're at Humbug Gulch, where John used to work. All of the walkers are fascinated by the wind vane. Right, the thing blowing, like, that's a wind vane. Case you put, like, weather vane? The weather vane, yeah, that's what I meant. A wind weather vane. vane. <laughs> weather vane, yeah. wind vane. Same, same, same. I was, well, I was going to call it a windmill, then I realized it's oh. a weather vane, and I wrote wind vane. It's had a brain fart. <laughs> I do this, this, I wrote, I write the notes yeah. normally around 11, 10.30 as I'm watching the show. I was doing this at like midnight oh, on God. Sunday. Oh. We had people over the house and I yeah. didn't want to be rude. So I was like, I got to watch the show. Sure. So, I can't do this. I watch it on Monday usually. Okay. Yeah, you're gotcha. big. That's why we don't be like, why don't you guys come on Monday, do a podcast? Because Jamie. My yeah. alarm yeah. goes yeah. off at 3 a.m. Okay. Oh, Thanks, that. Matchbox 20. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they go up to the office and there's a locked cabinet full of weapons. John's about to shoot the lock off and June's like, I'll pick that lock. Don't worry. Yeah. We all need a beautiful woman in our life who can pick a lock. Absolutely. Uh, there are guns, ammo, a rifle. They're loaded. They're loaded. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Luciana and uh, Alicia are in a car. Alicia does her thing again where she apologizes for getting her injured. And Lucy says she doesn't regret anything. I don't regret. If I crashed a plane to help somebody, I'm all in. I want to help people. Yeah. I don't want a pole to go through my shoulder in a plane crash uh, to help people. Nope. No, no, no. Nope, 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 nope. So you're on the same, you're on the same page with me. I can't do that. Where do nope. you stand on the pole through the shoulder to help people? Uh, nope. That's a pass. Sorry, draw the line. All right. Alicia calls Morgan on the walkie. There's no reply. They hear Annie and Dylan talking. So the two kids, right? The uh, the blonde girl, and then Dylan's the fat kid who's the brother of Sam from The Walking Dead. Yeah. He's not that fat. He's got a pudgy face. <laughs> All right. He's just like baby fat. Baby fat, sure. Um, they won't say where they are. Um, they're like, we're not saying where we are because they will find us. Yeah. So at that point, they're trying to paint a picture that there's a they that are hanging up the walker heads and stringing the walker bodies together. They're doing some mess up stuff. Now, you find out later in the episode who do, who's doing uh, the things, yeah. right? I have not figured out how the people doing those things are decapitating walkers and hanging their heads from the trees. I'm just throwing that out there now. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm, call, I'm calling hype. I like that their jaws are still moving I, in the I'm, trees. I'm calling hype bullshit. <laughs> no, I'm calling height oh, bullshit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We have not called height bullshit yet. <laughs> calling height bullshit. Um, there's a huge windstorm in the gulch, as as a gulch would have. Sure. A huge windstorm. The gulch. Of course. Why couldn't you have nice weather in a gulch? Somehow there's a windstorm coming. There's actual tumbleweed going by. That's well, what's her name? In Wizard of Oz, her name is Miss Gulch. Nice. You ever seen there's that? a lot of wind. Have you ever seen that porn, John? No, I've not. Miss Gulch. No, I, I download tonight. That's what she did. <laughs> yeah. For okay. the train. Yeah. Very good. Uh, John wants to leave. Like, let's go. I don't care. There's a storm. June's like, I think we should wait. Like, I'm all about picking locks, but I am not going out in that windstorm. Turns out you are going out in that windstorm because John's like, oh, we're going. John. I don't trust people named John. Do you? No. I keep me thinking either. about me. Yeah, I'm like, I, I don't want to do any of this shit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so they go out. They're walking towards the minivan, right? Because that's their car. Even though I think it had a flat tire. What was, oh, it, it got a flat tire. Oh, it got a flat tire. Yeah. So, yeah. They're going yeah. towards the minivan. And some gunman enters the town at the end of the... Uh, the end of town, yeah. As as gunmen do, in a gulch. <laughs> as yeah. they do in the gulch. He shoots at them and misses, but somehow is able to shoot out the tires on the car. Yeah. Okay. John shoots the gun out of his hand. He shot him in the arm, I guess, because we see who it is later. With yeah. A gun wound. Uh, he sees blood, follows it in. Uh, there's walkers now coming towards John. They're the gunshots. Someone pulls a gun on John. We've seen this in the trailer. Right to his gun face. in John's face. At that point, did you have any clue, John? You're so far behind. You had no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. John's like, yeah, I totally knew who it was. Did you know who it was? Um, I I feel like looking back, I should have known who it was, but I think I was so into the moment I didn't. For a split second, I thought maybe it's one of the bad guys, right? The, well, the yeah, bad I kind of thought that too. That it was who the kids were talking about. Maybe. Right? No, it's Dwight. It was Dwight. He says, "I want to know where she is," meaning Sherry, his wife, 
who he lost two years ago on The Walking Dead. Correct. But in their time, um, a year. A year. A year. But don't ask him. He'll say six months. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to shoot John in the face, and then John bangs him over the head with the rifle. Knocks him out, and then they drag him to safety rather than leave him with the walkers. Yeah. I, uh, John's a better man than me. Guy puts his gun on my face. Yeah, it's game over. Yeah, game over. I go through his pockets, don't get me wrong. Absolutely. Not in a sexual way, in a money way. But then again, you don't need money, so why am I going through his pockets? (laughs) Maybe he has some gum or some candy. Maybe he's got some candy. Maybe he has a protein bar. Oof. Anyway, they go through his pockets, and they see he's been looking for a woman named Sherry for some time. And I was like, okay, great. Now we're going to find out how long it's been that Morgan and Mm -hmm. and him, okay. Uh, They notice he's got the face burns and decide, like, that must happen during the apocalypse. That didn't look like pre-apocalypse kind of shit. Nasty. Um, John finds Sherry's honeymoon note with the infinity sign. He decides that this guy needs help. They fix his arm up, because that's what you do in the apocalypse. You you shoot somebody, you fix their arm up. Sure. And they heal faster than we would June's heal. June's a nurse. So June's a nurse. That. He wakes up and he tells him to put that down, meaning the note. Like, don't you touch that note. Don't touch that. That's from my sherry. John says, who are you looking for? Right? He goes, look, we're nice people. We could have left you outside. We're here to help you. He says, we'll help you, Dwight. Just, just tell us what you're looking for. And he's like, this place is screwed. The whole place is screwed. From Dwight. Yeah. So he feels like whatever's going on in this area of the world, bad. some bad shit. So I'm thinking, is this huge terrorist organization? Is right? Because what's his face? Leonard L- Leroy, the uh, the trucker. Oh, Le- Leroy, right? Right. Whatever the L from yeah, the CNL. L, that whole group was living there. Logan. Logan, right? They went back to the factory. Yeah. So they were dealing with whatever's going on in this area. We'll find out what's going on. I step all night. I don't care. <laughs> Alicia calls Morgan. <laughs> she says, we need help. We're trying to find the kids. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, they ride over a spike in the road. Because what happens on the Walking Dead franchise? You're driving in a car. A tree's going to fall. You're going to blow out a tire. Yeah. That should be Lori. You can't, yes. You cannot drive anywhere and get there. No. no. Something's going to, a tree in the road. Out tree of in nowhere. the road. I don't know. It's a tree in the road. Popped up from the ground. When there's no sense of urgency. <laughs> no. They're like, oh, that's fine. We got there. Yeah. They got to get there right away. Says so a tree. I am aware Always. that saviors drop trees in the road deliberately. I'm not talking about that. Yeah. Okay, so there's- This uh, is slightly different. There's a spiked board in the road. Didn't blow away in any of the windstorms. It's just sitting there. Face up. Well, someone, yeah, put all the tons of nails in it, so whoever drove Tons over, of nails. Their tires blow out. Right. John tells Dwight that uh, you're coming with us. I understand what it's like to look for the woman I love. He goes, I shot a man's finger off because he knew where June was. He's like, well, I mean, the guy was an asshole, but still. Yeah. Because John shot the, the scavenger, right? Yeah, he's, he shot his little finger off. Little finger off. So Dwight says, I'm looking for my wife, Sherry. So they introduce each other, gives him his gun back. Would you have trusted Dwight at that point to give this guy who's uh, put a gun on your face to give him his gun back? Um, Actually, I would have. The way he the way he handled himself, yes. So you felt like it's, all, it's for love? Yeah. All right. So very wisely, they set the player piano to play to attract the walkers. I like that. That was clever. And they go out through the roof. They're on this little shanty roof as a as a gulch would have, this mm-hmm. little tin roof. Tin roof rusted. <laughs> and it's it looks like it's gonna shake. Did you bring your jukebox money? Uh so B fifty two is references. Okay. okay. Got you. Love Shack. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Love Shack. Okay. That's We're making eighties references. Yeah, I got today. you. Okay. Yeah. All right. He always so does this and Dwight, then I laugh for five minutes. Dwight <laughs> Dwight jumps off the roof because he realizes the roof's gonna give way and he's like, fuck it, I'm going. What an idiot. Hold on, I gotta mark it explicit now because I just said fuck it. We said fuck like 30 times earlier. I know, but I didn't point out to you. I have to mark the podcast explicit. Oh, sure. It's like cursed. Yeah. I'm, I'm bad a at ducking that. problem. Yeah, it is. So he jumps <laughs> off the roof like, uh, I, you guys go. I don't want the roof to cave in. So, of course, he hurts his leg. He hurts his arm. He's he getting shot in the he arm, shot arm. He lands right. on it. 
Uh, Walker approaches him. John shoots him, but the guy, the Walker falls down on him, and he can't get up. Yeah. A Walker has fallen, and I can't get up. <laughs> Speaking of getting up, John is getting up. John, thank you for stopping by. Well, I, I don't want to, Go do your other podcast with a bigger name on Line 5. That's not, you Always know, a pleasure. Yes, thank you for joining us. Yeah, he got all his plugs in. He's good. Bye. Yes, it's I nice came to for meet it. you. I'm, I'm doing the rounds. And so keep me posted on the other thing. I will. I will. All right. Tell Charlamagne I said what's up. I will. See and then remind him, remind him who I am. <laughs> Charlamagne the God from the Breakfast Club, nationally syndicated. Yes. Huge Authored. morning show. Oh, multiple time author. Yep. Envy and Angela Lee. Love those guys. Anyway, back to us. Uh, John and Dwight shoot more walkers. Dwight calls them walkers. Did you notice that? I thought. When Dwight said, there's more walkers coming, and John said, what did, what did you call them? Right? Oh, that's what he said? He said, what did you call them? Because people call them the dead, the infected, biters. Yeah. We've heard a lot of names. Yeah. But only the walking dead people call them walkers. Now, here's my question. Because Morgan was the OG. He right. called them. He was the very first right. one they called them that. Right. Alicia and the Fear of the Walking Dead gang didn't call nope. them walkers. So here's my question. I'm calling... Plot continuity bullshit. Okay. A little bit. I thought it would have been interesting. Maybe they cut a scene out. I thought it would have been interesting had he said, I called them walkers. Made it a bigger deal. Because you didn't even pick up on it. I know I didn't actually. When he he called them walkers, and no one John ever met before called them that except Morgan. I think a light bulb went off where he said to himself, this guy must be from the same area as Morgan or they've met similar people. Mm-hmm. Because calling them walkers, other than the fact that Robert Kirkman called them that in the comic yeah. books, if you were in a zombie apocalypse, you'd call them zombies. Zombie, now, yeah. Now, granted, nobody calls them zombies in this universe. Actually, the word zombie has never been used never in been any used. series. Right. But I don't know what I would call them. Yeah, there's biters, bobbers. And but I, but as far infected. as calling them walkers, they are, they are the, they are. I mean, they are walking dead people. Even though the Walking Dead are the humans. Yeah. I don't know what I would call them. I don't either. Maybe the undead. Your or the infected or something, something like that. Probably. Right. So Walkers is unusual. So I, I'm surprised. He obviously it, uh, light bulb went off. Yeah. But I thought that they would maybe rather than him just seeing Morgan, there would be a scene where they asked him like, "Are you from?" Alexandria or Virginia or Georgia or something? Yeah. And maybe like, yeah, oh, well, we know a guy. We know a guy. But I guess they wanted the face-to-face thing. But I would have liked to have seen John say, I thought maybe you guys might know each other. You called them walkers. Like, mm-hmm. make it a point yeah. to say that. But they didn't. So I don't know what's up with that, why they didn't make more of a deal. Uh, he definitely picked up on it, though, in that scene. Go back and watch it. Uh, Dwight runs out of ammo, so he picks up an axe out of a stump, mm-hmm. like a tree stump. Conveniently, there was an axe laying there. It was just left in a over. zombie apocalypse. I know you think people where, would like steal that shit. If he had found it in a box or a, or a or a crate, but it was just sitting there. Somebody took the time before the apocalypse broke out, which is at this point years ago, to put that in there, and chop an axe. Yeah. But if you're like a, why would you have a, a, a real axe laying around if it's a fake town to put on a show? You'd have a fake axe That's stuck true. in a fake hole. In a fake hole. Right? Like, like, because like, yeah. a rubber axe wouldn't chop uh, tr- into wood. Yeah. So it's just like to fit in so it stood there. Yes. It seemed odd to me. But now Dwight has his new weapon because he clearly doesn't have a crossbow. No, he does not. Right? He did have a second crossbow. I don't remember what happened in The Walking Dead where he lost a crossbow during the war, whatever. You know, I'll figure it out. Don't tweet me. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say, and I'm going to talk more about this on the Brooklyn Boys podcast, we have a listener who didn't put a note in 
I have to go back now and look at my DMs because he DM'd me. He sent me three T-shirts that are slogans of things I say on the Brooklyn Boys podcast. That's amazing. Uh, I'll I'll announce it on episode 89 of the Brooklyn Boys and we'll put pictures up. That's very cool. But one of the three shirts I'll tell you is a Twitter logo with a line through it and it says, don't tweet me. Oh my God. I, I need to see this. I, I'll That's show you at amazing. My desk. I got so verklempt. That is I got such so, a great gift. Yeah, and the other ones are just as good. That's how good these wow. three shirts are. No one sent us Walking Dead shirts. That we say anything? Right. How about, what time is it? It's time to shut that shit down. Yeah. Well, we have shirts that say, I'll shut that shit down. Yeah. Uh, but nobody has made shirts no for us. Shirts. Nobody has made fan shirts for us. About spoiler. So I'll, we can, I can wear the Don't Tweet Me shirt to this podcast because yeah. it still makes sense. We could use a spoiler shirt. And and I started saying Don't Tweet Me on this podcast first. Or Side Impact Bullshit t-shirt. Side Impact, oh, side impact Bullshit with like a car coming in on our hip like yeah. right from the oh, side. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a t- yeah, t- Smashing into the side of us or something. Side Impact Bullshit. Or the shirt, right? But a crash, uh, and it, it ends on the side of us. <laughs> That's the side of the cool. shirt. But then you'd have to know how large and wide we are, because otherwise it might fall in the middle of our shirt. It wouldn't make any sense. All right, anyway. Side impact We're getting bullshit. deep. We're getting very deep. Anyway. Um, so they run towards Dwight's car, and for some reason he runs the other way. We're like, oh, he's not Yeah, I that was them. weird. I'm like, wait, what's happening? He runs towards the van that they were in. He starts looking through the maps. He's looking for something else, some other note that Sherry left him. John calls him on the walkie and says, hey, hang out there. We'll come for you. Because at this point now, the walkers have followed him to the van. Oh, they're cr- swarming They in. are swarming at yeah. the minivan. Yeah. Um, Sherry left a note for him on the registration of the van he's in. So he's been looking all over the universe mm. for a gold-colored uh, minivan. I think it's an old Toyota. Yeah, Again, I was trying to figure matter. out what the paper said, yeah. Um, well, I'm looking at the car. I vaguely remember it. Was, it may have been a Toyota. Yeah. Uh, it definitely wasn't a Dodge. So whatever it was, it was an old, that color minivan um, that you're trying to figure out if that's like, so you found the registration. Yeah. But the average person wouldn't know the year by looking at it. No. So you're looking for a gold, let's say for the sake of argument, uh, Toyota minivan. Mm-hmm. That car looked like roughly early 2000s. Mm-hmm. There's got to be more than one. Of course. Okay. So he, we find out later that, well, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, he says he's been looking for her for at least a year. So that means that the, that we're somewhere, because the war ended, mm-hmm. and when Rick was taken in the helicopter, it was a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So now we know the fear is about six months before Rick gets taken. So it's possible Althea was taken by those people six months before Rick was. Could be, yeah. So now we got our timelines kind of figured out. So he says, Sherry leaves a note for me. She left it on the registration. She leaves one wherever she goes. I've been looking for it for almost a year. John says, well, we found the car at a campground. He's like, where'd you find this car? Mm. And that's where they all died from the radiation poisoning. And yeah. all the adults, or the people were in the cabin, they died. Yeah. So June says, there was no one alive where the car was found, but that doesn't mean anything. Well, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to call a uh, bullshit on compassion. Compassion bullshit. <laughs> All you have to say is get him the safety first and say, you know what? We found it at a campground, but we were just looking for a vehicle. We weren't looking for people. Yeah. So then you can go back or you can lie, yeah. but get him out of the car first. I, yeah. Hey, we know you, uh, you're you kind of depressed. You have a gun in there. You may kill yourself. Uh, it's a good chance your wife's dead. We didn't see anybody at the ground, campground. Yeah, yeah, Everyone's yeah. dead. Right. Dwight says, you guys should just leave. And John says, look, we'll help you find her. Uh, I was told June's dead and she's not dead, mm-hmm. right? So Dwight's, Dwight's wondering why he keeps missing her. 
He says, you know, he's like, maybe I'm starting to finally see why I keep missing her. And June says, you, you don't think you deserve her? And Dwight says, I've, I've done bad things, like everybody says. Yeah. She goes, we've all done bad things. And he says, I almost killed you for nothing. I'm never going to find her. June says, listen, you've got another chance right now. I did the same thing. I ran when I met John. I didn't think I deserved him. And Dwight's got the gun like he's going to shoot himself in the mouth. Oh, God, I saw that, yeah. Ooh. June says, if Sherry hasn't given up, how can you? And John says, you know what? We're going to get you out. They must have a lot. They have a lot of new bullets now. A lot of new bullets. Uh, Alicia and Lucy are on the road. Morgan pulls up in his truck. He now has a silver pipe. That's yeah, his new stick? Some, yeah, it's a pipe or something with a curve at the end. Yeah, somehow he found a pipe in the shape of his stick with a curve. <laughs> so it's not double-ended it now. It works. It works. I guess he's going to find a way to sharpen it. He's still badass. She says, look, you can find the kids. She's like, they're not on the radio. They're not answering. He says, you should talk to them. They could be listening. So she goes on the, talking about, lost my mom, my brother. Spoiler. Uh, I know how scared you guys are because I was scared and hurting and alone. Let us help you. At that point, I, I did you think they were like, we're here, come home. I really did, actually, for a minute. I'm like, I thought they were going to be like, okay. So they don't answer. They all look like, I guess we can't help save these kids. And they all start, they walk back to the truck. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're out of there. My favorite moment comes up, because now it's like a crazy Western. Um, let's talk about that right after this. Okay. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, so John walks into town like a gunslinger, <laughs> right? He's got, he's like, got the guns out. 
Like he's the marshal. He is. And he's heading down the street with his rifle. And he starts shooting them. At the, he's like, bam, bam, pull, he's picking them off by the van. Uh, Dwight kill, come, jumps out of the car, kills one with his axe with his good arm. Um, I'm so sorry. Um, the walker before didn't fall on him. I said before it fell on him? Yeah. Didn't fall on him. Now the walker falls yeah, on yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he kills the guy, he falls on him. He can't move. There's walkers approaching. There's two walkers left. Convenient. <laughs> now, prior to this, I skipped over it, but there was a scene earlier on where John had said when he worked at this carnival-type place that he just did trick shooting. Yeah. He never got involved in playing good guy, bad guys. Like when you go to like medieval times. Oh, yeah. They yeah. act out like the good knights and the bad knights. The red and the, knights and the green knights right, and all right. that, yeah. That's acting, by the way. Spoiler. Yes, so he, he's got a, there's like, June finds a card, like a playbill of like all the trick shots he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you did this one and that one and this one and that one and, and the Tallahassee, whatever. Oh, yeah, she's reading. And he's like, whatever. Like, uh, yeah, that, I did what I did. That, that it was part of the show. Whatever. So he's, he's laying on the ground with the axe on him. He can't move. But, I mean, with the axe in his hand and the dead guy, the dead walker on, on him. And uh, there's two walkers and John said, I got one bullet left. I gotta believe you could run to him. They're not that and, far and away. Grab the axe. Yeah, or and save him. Or, yeah, right. You could have run towards him because you took like ten seconds to aim. <laughs> True. But neither one of them had one uh, second bullet left or a knife. Or, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna call it distance bullshit. I, I, I find that hard to believe that they had nothing. All right. So he says, "Raise your axe." Now he doesn't say how high. He doesn't say what angle. Right. He just raise your axe. Raise it. John shoots the axe, and I didn't realize what had happened. But you're supposed to believe <laughs> the bullet hit the axe tip. That's cr- at the perfect angle. Ooh. At the perfect angle that the bullet split, and the two halves went upward into the heads of the two walkers. How much bullshit are you? Who calling? happened to be. <laughs> At the perfect angle. So what I'm going to say, I'm going to read some of the uh, the tweets we got. Hold on. I, uh, all right, Marcus Cheney, who, who may be our most pessimistic. <laughs> now, I won't say pessimistic, but he, he's definitely the, the least likely to fall for bullshit. Okay. Okay, I just watched last night's episode this morning. The split bullet with the axe and the walkers are the perfect distance apart for a perfect shot. Unicorn bullshit. So fake, it's Unicorn magic. Bullshit. He said, so fake, it's magic. 150 100th oh BS. Oh, my God. Worse, he's calling it worse than side impact bullshit. Oh, I may have to agree with him on this. The odds are just, this is not going to happen ever. It is unicorn bullshit. Unicorn bullshit. I like that. Amber Dion Pride. 1,000% bullshit on the San Antonio split. <laughs> but that was a really fun way to bring in Dwight. Leave it to John Dory to make Dwight really likable. Dory gunslinging in the Western scenes is awesome, and June is the coolest. I could not agree more. So it was a super cool scene, but total yeah, bullshit. Total, yeah. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna suspend disbelief for this one minute. Okay. Because the whole thing. That's with, what you gotta do. John Dory in a Western environment was cool. All right. Um. So then he tells June that was the San Antonio split, and she's like, uh-huh. <laughs> "I want to do you right now." <laughs> for some reason, they wait until nightfall to go back in the van. John goes back in the van, grabs the walkie and the car registration with the note on it. He tells he tells Dwight, I checked the registration against the VIN, and it's not her car. I was a cop. Trust me, I know these things. 
I don't think you need to be a police officer to look at a VIN on a car and a VIN. I mean. By the way, super extra props. People who listen to the Brooklyn Boys podcast know what I'm talking about. Super props for not calling it a VIN number. Because that pisses me off. Because the N is the word, num- the, right. the word number. Right. He called it a VIN. So props to the writers on the show and or the actor, Derek Gillahunt, for knowing to correct the writers if they may, to say yeah, it's a VIN. Not a VIN number. It's, not, it's a PIN and a PIN number. So thank you. Dwight it says, are you sure? He's like, I'm a cop. I'm sure. Trust me. He's lying. That was definitely her car. Yeah. Definitely her car. He's like, we already told him the truth about the dead people at the camp. We got to lie to him here. Yeah. John says, look, uh, just so you know, I was six-gun Sam when I worked here. She's like, oh, that's so sweet. Let's kiss. Let's make out on the road. Right. Morgan pulls up. I, I don't remember how he found them in the gulch. In the gulch. Did they call him? Because they were out of range. How'd I they find like, them? Wasn't June trying to reach out to Morgan or Alicia or something? Yeah, but... Calling uh, them in or something? How did they find them? They always just appear and everyone's just there. Yeah. If they called them, I don't remember. I'll have to watch it again. We'll figure it out. Don't tweet us. Don't, yeah. Well, you know what? If you remember this one, you can tweet me. It's oh, okay. fine. Permission to tweet, tweet me. Just this one. All right. He shows them all the guns in the trunk that they got there. Like, oh, excellent. We got, we got guns. Dwight comes out and he's like, Morgan? Morgan says, Dwight? And so Morgan goes, we come from the same place. You're no kidding. I, got I love that. Morgan's kind of like little smiley ad. So Morgan says, you took 20, meaning Route 20. And Dwight says, yeah, then I took 85. I'm following my wife, Sherry. Uh, listen, man, what happened back there? And Morgan's like, you don't have to say it. Not now. I know how it ended for you. Mm. We're all trying to start over. How long have you been stuck out here? He says, longer than I had hoped. Which means, you know, about a year. Yeah. Now, in an interview um, with the producers of the show... One of the producers, I uh, forget which one, uh, Chambliss, one of the producers, says, we give some hints. There are some reasons they both ended up in the same area in Texas. Hmm. There's a little bit of that back and forth where they're talking about what roads they took, which is what we just talked about. Yep. I think we'll learn a bit more about what forces drove them to this area. Hmm. So I think what we're going to find is whoever these people are with the three circles, mm-hmm. they may have closed down other roads so they can drive people to the areas they want them to be in. Jeez. Like, if they have an outpost in Texas, yeah. Morgan may have been driven by what roads were available and cleared of walkers True. to go on the roads that led him there, which is why Dwight took, and Sherry... Took the same road. Right. So that's the way they're going to explain how they all just happened to end up in Texas. It may have been they wanted them in Texas. Maybe this organization, the Three Circle that's Organization... Crazy. Wants them in the same general vicinity so that they can keep an eye on them or pick them off or whatever. Or test them or who knows what. So I guess we'll find out uh, more about that. Uh, Dwight says, uh, you know what? They say, well, what do you know about these blockades? Was it you? He says, no. But I know where there's a huge barricade where they're all strung up everywhere as far as you can see. So they take them there. And it's just it's just lines of so many right for so again many. so it might be the nucleus the hub yeah something is in there that people they don't want people to see yeah so Alicia's like not for long and they all like like they're all yeah, ready they're, to they're go they're ready to go they're like total Avengers we're we're, go, <laughs> we're going in we're going in now really if you wanted to get in you really just have to kill like four wide and walk through because the rest are all tied you don't need to kill them all you just go through with a car okay the second they're about to gear up and slaughter them. Max called the kid. Max calls on the walkie mm-hmm. and says, "We're heading back to the where where you met us, meaning yeah. the truck stop." Alicia says, "Get everyone. We're going back." 
She's right behind you. Okay. So I want you to see what I wrote here. Don't say what it is, but see what see what I wrote? The kids? Well, I'm impressed. Okay. Okay, I'm very okay. impressed. At that point, I said, how did the kids who haven't said a word on the walkie suddenly call them just as they're by the big barricade that they don't want them to go through? Yeah. What the? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, at that point, my theory was, which I wrote, the kids are the bad guys. Whenever you watch Scooby-Doo, whenever old man Tom the fisherman goes off and you don't see him, and then you see the, the bad guy with the with the scary mask. It's old Tom Fisherman. It's old, it's old Tom the fisherman. The kids, that's the way the Walking Dead writes. That's the way they keep yeah. writing this the same thing over and over They're again. They're little freaking psychos is what they are. It's 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 like, you know, you knew Charlie was a rat. You knew it. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, they found Charlie? She's a rat. Oh, She's shocker. A, I wonder who's giving away the information about the baseball stadium. It's Charlie. <laughs> Don't trust the kids. <laughs> Don't that's it. Look at the flowers, Lizzie. Right. The kids are bad. Bad kids. <laughs> bad kids. So I'm like, that's absolutely they're bad. Yeah. No, because they're real bad. They they like oh, this place is really bad. You you, you, you can't tell you what's going on. You don't even on. know, we can't tell you. Whatever they're well, hiding, weird. right? They don't want people there. Yeah. But yet they can't kill the walkers because the guns jam. Yeah. Yep. Obviously, they look. We have to find out what their motivation is. But at that point is when I was like, the kids are bad. Not a Who album, yeah, by the what way. Is, the what kids is are their right. motivation there? Alicia, now, now again, this is foreshadowing. You know what's coming. Alicia says to Morgan, "I'm starting to feel like we're on the right track. Like we can make this place better." Okay, mm-hmm. that's where it's going south. Yep. As soon as you're like, I think we've made it. We finally made it. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Morgan makes the mistake of saying, I believe we are making it a better place. They see the van uh, the kids were driving. It's covered in walker guts. Like, like it looked like it was wrapped in intestines. Like a package. Yeah. I, I don't know if you needed to do that. It looked like it was like almost like vines. Dylan's inside, covered in blood. Um, in the fetal position on the back seat. Like, I need help. Yeah. Annie and Dylan, you see Annie and Dylan now. They're building a roadblock of walkers and talking about how Dylan knows what to say. He'll be fine. Oh You're the bad guys. Max says they can't find out why they're really here. Huh. Why are they really here? Logan tricked them there. But was Logan part of the plot to bring them as lambs Jeez. to the slaughter? Please. Are they there as tribute? Like, do the kids get to stay there as long as they provide people for the, for the helicopter people? For the drone zombies. I don't know. We'll have to find out. Max says, uh, that we can't, we gotta, we have to find, he says, we have to keep them finding out who took their friend, meaning Althea. We'll make sure they never bother us again. That was like a weird comment. Yeah. Why are they bothering you, man? They tried to help yeah, you. Yeah, they're trying to help you. They're not like exactly hunting So we'll you find down. out about these children of the corn. Yeah, it's, seriously. It's that's reminding what they are. me of something else, and I can't quite put my finger on it, where the kids were the evil ones, where the Sister's little kids. Definitely the damn ringleader. Yeah. But somewhere that where the kids were the evil ones and oh, oh uh, uh similar to Michonne having to kill the kids. Yes, a hundred percent. Oh, by the way, Michonne killed the kids. Yep, spoiler. So I'm wondering if we're gonna have to kill these kids. Or is uh, okay, here's what I think. Two of them are going to die in a gunfight or Walker's going to get them. Annie needs to go. Yeah. And, well, I don't know. She's a little ringleader. Maybe Dylan was like, I didn't mean it. They set me up. I feel like the other two are going to get killed because you see them in the trailer for next week. Yeah. They're off in the woods by themselves. Dylan is savable, I feel. Uh, Charlie, so here's scenes from next week. Charlie, Strand, and Wendell and Sarah are trying to steal 
Daniel's plane. A gu- now, this is the mystery part. There's a guy in a khaki uniform with an armored vest. He's fighting a walker, but if you pause it, he's trying to pull Annie with her knit cap away from a walker. Hmm. Whoever this guy is is not one of our gang, okay? I wonder who that then is. you're seeing him carrying someone, I assume Annie, through the woods. You don't see his face. The tree blocks it. Hmm. With walkers hot on their heels. Right behind them. Is she, like, passed out? I think he's carrying her. Like, she's injured or, or yeah. he's holding her hand. He's He's got her somehow. Did he say, Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Are you okay, Annie? Does he tell Annie <laughs> to get her gun? <laughs> Annie, get it. It's gone. <laughs> Uh, Annie and Max are looking out for people, so they're like in the forest looking around, like, are we safe? Uh, Daryl, I'm sorry, Dwight is with Lucy. I was going to say, wait, whoa, No, whoa, no, no, whoa. Dwight, Dwight, is, <laughs> Dwight is with Lucy. So they brought Dwight back to the headquarters. Yeah. Now they both have a bad arm and a bad shoulder. Oh, they're um, twins. You see a guy with a backpack walking in the distance. I believe that's Daniel. And then you see Daniel walking, carrying an axe or some kind of long machete or something. So he's obviously coming to look for his damn plane. Yeah. So... Ooh, a lot happened in that episode. I loved it. Yeah. It was a really good episode. It was. Now, I hope Janovic will have listened to this before <laughs> episode four. But anyway, I'm exhausted. Ooh, this was long. I'm sorry I, about I all am... the IDs we played at the beginning, and we killed we a lot of time. Stories, but it was fun. It was. I hope you enjoyed the stories. Happy banter. Even though some of them you've heard before. Well, there you go. All the yeah. celebrities I've pissed off. Ooh, yeah. Maybe we'll talk about next week, Jamie, the celebrities Jamie's pissed off. Have I pissed off any? Well, we'll have to think hmm. about that. We'll have to think about All right. That. Okay. All right, it's time. What time is it? It's time, time to, to shut, shut this, this shit, shit down. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.